Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host Robert Butler on this November, or excuse me, November. Yeah, uh, September 18th edition of Sports Scope. I have a great show with you this evening. Um, a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, frustration already with the Jets and Adam Gase and Jamal Adams possibly hinting at wanting to be traded. Jalen Ramsey likely will be traded as of Friday. I'll talk about another team that he may fit in with. Also, uh, there's some disturbing news out of Major League Baseball tonight involving um, sex with the underage uh, young girl. I'll talk about that. But first, I want to get into uh, what I saw trending today on Twitter. So I saw something about Ryan Clark and Paul Fonbon of uh, ESPN trending, and I thought to myself, I wonder if they're talking about Antonio Brown or something. You know, I could not get what what they were talking about. So I went and looked up the story on Bleacher Report, and the exchange was something in regards to Eli Manning and Cam Newton. I said, okay. So, and I noticed how the Twitter woke people. They were all saying that, yeah, uh, Paul uh, Ryan Clark really put Paul Fonbon in his place. And I thought, okay, well, we'll let, let me go back and hear the whole transcript and see what the deal is with Eli Manning. Uh, uh, I, there's no way Paul Fonbon, and this is what I'm thinking, there's no way that Paul Fonbon could be defending Eli Manning. There's no way. I mean, it, it's just, and of course, when I went back and listened to it, and we're going to listen to it here in just a second, the exchange is it was trending. Uh, Ryan Clark was trending. Paul Feinbaum was trending all day today, and this was on Get Up with um, with uh, uh, Mike Greenberg, Paul Feinbaum. I want to say Ladarius Webb and Ryan Clark. Listen to the exchange. This is Paul Feinbaum's comment. I'm going to play first on Eli Manning, and then I'm going to play the exchange of what Ryan Clark said after. Uh, Fonbaum put his criticisms of uh, Cam Newton, who is likely not going to play this week. Let's hear it. You have to pause for a second and respect the way Eli Manning has handled this. The Giants blew it a couple of years ago. They probably should have gotten rid of him then. But they held on, and Eli took a beating. But he still has shown the epitome of class. We're not watching the beginning of the end. It is the end. It's over for Cam Newton. I don't know why we are mincing words and Okay, the first he's talking about, Eli Manning was showing class. They probably should have moved on a few years ago from Eli Manning. I totally agree. Uh, Saquon Barkley, that draft, you should not have drafted the Giant fans. And I tell my friends up in New York that still live there, you should not drafted, uh, have drafted Saquon Barkley in that draft. Uh, you had Sam Darnold. You had Josh Allen. Uh, at the time, possibly, I, I said possibly Josh Rosen. Then the next part, he goes into his comments, his being Paul Feinbaum. And this is where the controversy really comes in. He he rips into uh, Cam Newton, and I'm going to show you and read some excerpts why Paul's really spot on. So listen up. 
trying to find a pretty way to put it. Uh, I think it's, he's a train wreck right now. He can't do what he used to do. And, and quite frankly, uh, forget the, the sympathy tour. Cam Newton has never really cared about anyone other than Cam Newton. And that doesn't mean he shouldn't be given the opportunity. But he, he, he brought this franchise down. It's over for Cam Newton. Nice knowing you, but you're done. This is, this is my Okay. He says he brought the franchise down. Cam Newton's about Cam Newton and all this stuff, okay? Um, now, let me read, let me read what a scout said about Cam Newton, Nolan Rocky. This was back in 2011 before the draft. This is what a scout said and got a lot of controversy about Cam Newton, okay? This is from Nolan Rocky. Now, you audience, you guys can comment if you want to. Tell me if this is wrong, okay? Tell me if this is wrong. Pro Football Weekly, uh, weekly draft preview prepared each year by um, Nolan LaRocca is regarded as an independent, indispensable source for comprehensive information regarding many of the incoming players. His criticisms that he had done through investigations of Cam Newton, uh, negatives for Cam Newton, very disingenuous, has a fake smile, comes off very scripted, has a selfish me-first makeup, always knows where the cameras are and plays up to them, has enormous ego with a sense of entitlement that continually invites trouble and makes him believe he is above the law, Noted Cam Newton got in trouble in college from Florida for stealing the laptop. He was kicked out of Florida and transferred to Auburn, okay? Uh, it does not command respect from teammates and will always struggle to win the locker room over. Over Lacks accountability, focuses on trustworthy, is not punctual, seeks shortcuts, and has a bad example, and sets a bad example. Immature and has issues with authority not dependable. That's what Nolan Naraki said about Cam Newton back in 2011, and he got called a racist for that, even though uh, a lot of Cam's biggest critics, including his own teammates, have said the same thing about it. We saw what he did in the Super Bowl. We saw about what he did after celebrating touchdowns and stuff and, and grabbing a football. I've told you before in this program, his own ex-teammate, um, Julius Peppers grabbed the football out of his hands when he was uh, taunting the Chicago Bears. Me personally, I don't have really an issue with all that stuff. But what he's saying is pretty spot on. The truth hurts. Now let's go back and listen to what Ryan Clark said after Cam uh, Paul Feinbaum basically stated what Nolan Rocky said back in 2011 when Cam Newton's drafted in the NFL draft. Listen to Ryan Clark's response and... Uh, Paul Feinbaum's response after that. Listen up. Holy statement to that. Yeah. We just spoke glowingly about Eli, not we, Paul, yeah. Paul, glowingly about Eli Manning, and he has Get been up. a dud for the last four years. You want to talk about bringing a franchise out? Eli has ruined 
that yeah. so we gotta take out yeah. all about dudes because he's a manning because we love him because he gives us this yeah. sucks you can do whatever you yeah. want to me and i'm gonna be okay about it that's not true if we're looking at it right right now cam has more left than eli's had for years so we gotta take out how we feel about how, dudes how and the way that they never act and say that he doesn't get he doesn't get to to have a tour or he doesn't get to to have farewell that's not how it works he's been successful he killed himself for his Because we play a certain way and act a certain way that's not familiar to us. So what I have to say to Ryan Clark is, shame on you, Ryan Clark. Shame on you for what you just said. Uh, all Paul Feinbaum, everything Paul Feinbaum said about Eli Manning was true. And uh, I will agree with Ryan Clark now. Don't get me wrong. Eli Manning should have been took off two years. And, and Paul said that. They should have got rid of him a few years ago. He has bring the, brought the team down. He has lost two or three steps. All that is true, but him to get animated like that and come at Paul, and then he's make that little comment because he does stuff we're not used to seeing, that is racial undertone and bias, and I'm going to call that out on this program, okay? Uh, shame on you. You're better than that, Ron Clark. And, and I know, uh, you know, um, who's the other guy that's on the show? Ladarius Webb's not going to say nothing. And, of course, uh, you know, Mike Greenberg is scared of his own shadow. So I get that. But, you know, Ron Clark is not a bad guy. He was spot on. And uh, when he's talking about uh, Antonio Brown, from playing with Antonio Brown, um, talking about Antonio Brown complaining about hits, uh, early on, showing diva-like mentalities way before he even got paid. So Ron Clark is not a bad analyst, but today he showed his bias. He basically said, you cannot criticize a black quarterback. That's what he's really saying. And we got to get past this, everybody, in 2019. If I don't call him out, the media was applauding Ron Clark. What? Okay, let me ask you something. Did he compare Eli Manning to Ron Clark? Eli Manning uh, knew he was going to get uh, benched at some point this season because Daniel Jones was drafted, rightfully so. I said in week 11, it's going to be in week three. I talked about that yesterday on the yesterday's program. Cam Newton's injured. Cam Newton uh, uh, has had a terrible last eight games. He's had shoulder issues. Uh, he's had ankle issues. He, I said they should shut him down. I like Cam Newton. I don't have any problem with Cam Newton. But everything Nolan the Rocky said and everything that can uh, that, that a lot of stuff that Paul Feinbaum said is spot on. Okay. Let me tell you something. From Nolan the Rocky, you get this. I'll go out on the limb and say that if you secretly polled and surveyed every coach and teammate that Cam Newton's had from, from Florida from Auburn all the way up to the Carolina Panthers to today's coaching staff, I think they would all agree more with Cam Newton and Brian Clark. Eli Manning has never complained about stuff like that. 
Eli, only thing he was right about, yes, Eli Manning has brought this team down. But it's not like that he's comparing Eli, Eli and Cam are two different situations. So Ryan Clark, your racial bias shows up, and it looks bad, man. It's unprofessional. you got to set the example in this country. We're trying to move forward from that. Sports is what unites us, not divides us. You showed your racial bias, and the woke media clapped their hands at you, and you're 110% in the wrong on this. Now, personally, he is right about Eli Manning. And, uh, you know, like I said, I personally don't think that – I think Cam Newton – I watched the All or Nothing. I talked about this before in this program. I did watch the All or Nothing documentary on the whole season of the Carolina Panthers last year. Uh, I got a lot of insight on Cam Newton. Cam Newton is a guy that uh, – he. It showed him doing, um, getting his hair cut, getting fitted for suits. It was showing more about fashion than it was about him working on the field. But it also, hold on, it also showed that Cam is a is a lovable guy to his teammates. He has chemistry. He's not a mean spirited guy. He's not a Barry Bonds guy. He's not Antonio Brown guy. He's not a. He's not one of those kind of guys. But. These, this right here from Nolan the Rocky, scouting report, okay, uh, me first, always knows where the camera is, very scripted. Is that not Cam Newton? He uh, uh, dressing up for the uh, press conference, uh, doing the little bling Superman thing in front of the camera after he scores touchdowns, uh, talking about Cam and stuff. I mean, that's pretty spot on. I didn't say that's mean-spirited. But for what Paul see, now Paul, for you to insinuate, he, Paul Fonbaugh has been around the SEC since myself, Ron Clark's few years older than me, since myself and Ron Clark wearing diapers in 1981 uh, is when he started covering like Alabama and stuff. I read Paul's book. Paul is is a is a um, come from a Jewish family from New York City, grew up in Memphis, one of the most least prejudiced people you would ever meet, and. And my point is, for him to have a hardcore take like that, he had to be well-sourced. Paul Feinbaum just doesn't throw out stuff like this. You know, Dan Labatar come at Paul Feinbaum a few months, a few weeks ago, I guess, on something he said about Miami uh, Hurricanes being a third-war program. He's talking about facilities and stuff. He was accused for being racist. He's not woke enough. You know, it really, really grinds my gears to see a guy like Ron Clark do this. And nobody calls. You're going to get called out here on SportsCope. I'm an independent, you know. And nobody calls out Ron Clark for that. You're 110% in the wrong. You're showing your racial bias. And you're better than that, man. I know you're going to watch my program because I know a lot of the the, the, the pro. I'm, I'm, I'm going to retweet this program out uh, all day tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, game day, and I know you're going to watch, and you know that you're wrong for that. You know that Paul's not like that, and you know that some of what Paul is saying is true. You can go talk to players around the league, and you know for a fact that has to, that's how Cam is. Again, I personally don't have a ill will for Cam Luton. I think, first of all, there's only 32 teams. In, there, there, excuse me, there are 32 teams in NFL 
there are five real hardcore franchise quarterbacks, maybe a few more, that that are just awesome at live up. My point is, not everybody can win a Super Bowl. Yes, Eli won the two Super Bowls. I talked about I still say he's a first battle Hall of Famer. I know he's a 500 regular season player and all that stuff. He does have two Super Bowl MVPs. But Cam Newton's no slouch. He's all-time rushing leader, all-time uh, touchdown guy, the rushing attempts. Uh, he's won an MVP. Uh, I just, I don't see him as far as bringing down the Carolina. I, I didn't. I don't personally see it that way. I think he does play hard. Uh, I didn't like him not diving on that ball in the Super Bowl. I didn't like how he acted once that uh, walking out on the Super Bowl uh, post game when he got his butt kicked. Hey, I might have acted the same way, but uh, I think that he's brought more uh, interest and hype to the Carolina Panthers. I think he let some people down. Some people expect him to do more. But you know something? Not everybody can win a Super Not every quarterback draft is going to win a Super Bowl. Breaking news. But does that make him a bust? No, of course not. But does it make uh, Paul Feinbaum some racist? There is no comparison from what Ryan Clark was saying uh, from Eli to Cam Newton. There are two different situations. Cam is injured, and, and, and Eli is pretty much just washed up and has been washed up for a few years. So Ryan Clark's got a point there, but Paul Feinbaum's got a point as well. If you post, like I said, again, if you poll uh, coaches and teammates from Florida, Auburn, and, and Carolina, from, from, from the time he started at Carolina for the Panthers until, until today, uh, more would agree with Paul Feinbaum than they would with uh, – with, with Ryan Clark. So, uh, you know, that, that racial bias has got to go in this country and shame on you, Ryan Clark. Uh, you know, I'm right about that. Okay. Um, I hate to start off the program with some stuff that's negative and a little disturbing. Uh, everybody, uh, I want to talk about a few things that are serving disturbing sexual assault, but among a minor, uh, from a major league baseball player and a former college football star. And I've talked about this before when Ke- Keelan Winslow Jr. Uh, was convicted of, of, of rape, going to court for rape, but all, then he actually got convicted of rape of a 55-year-old homeless woman uh, and several other rape charges that are still pending and going to court and all that. Former uh, uh, Miami uh, Hurricane star and, and uh, Cleveland Brown, son of a Hall of Famer, Kevin Winslow Sr. Uh, today, Pittsburgh uh, Pirates closer Felipe Vasquez admitted to police that he tried to have sex with a 13-year-old girl and, made, and sent nude photographs and videos of himself committing sexual acts according to a criminal complaint Wednesday. Uh, Valdez is 28, was arrested Tuesday in charge of six counts In Pennsylvania, Florida included multiple felonies related to the contact law with a 16-year-old girl. Now, 16-year-old girl, judge denied him bail in Pennsylvania, where the charges filed include statutory sexual assault and unlawful contact and minor uh, corruption. Uh, A couple days ago, TMZ reported West Virginia star Justin Crawford uh, is uh, got sentenced to 12 years in jail for having sex with a um, 12 year old. This is Justin Crawford. He was in the Atlanta Falcons camp. He was a pretty highly recruited player. Just didn't quite cut it in the NFL. And those three issues right there. 
Uh, I want I, this is my message to to the coaches uh, from literally all the way up through high school. Uh, you're too late once you get to college and pros. Uh, you you got to you got to beat this in these kids' head. Uh, you can admire an athlete the way he or she plays on the field, but uh, don't copy what they're talking about and you see on their Instagram, those social media accounts. Uh, Athletes are not role models. They they they're athletes. They they they're performers. You know, actors are not role models. I always thought they were. You know, I know the Charles Barkley commercial in the '90s. I'm not a role model. I've talked about that before. Um, when, when stories like this that are very disturbing, these are these are these are three uh, sex uh, two sexual assault, uh, a rape allegation. Uh, sex with minors and and, and and a rape conviction, excuse me, Kevin Winslow Jr. in the last year. You, we have to emphasize that to our youth, everybody, that, that these guys are not role models and, and, and don't see them as that. You know, this is the week when I've talked about Antonio Brown at nauseum. He's being sued for rape allegation. He, he's mistreating people. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, it doesn't make you a better player to do these things. And a lot of that is that, is that sense of invincibility and, and entitlement that we give these guys, and that's because guys like me put these guys on a pedestal, and I've been I've been guilty of doing that over the years uh, of and uh, society here in America, and they feel so entitled. Some of these guys do crazy stuff; they just completely get out out of control, and um, that these coaches need to talk to these players at a young age and be straight with them. And that's what I always liked about my mother growing up. She always was straight with me, uh, no matter how bad things were financially. Uh, one time we was living in a project and she said, hey, look, I'm broke. I don't have the money. You know, she told us about dealing with strangers and stuff like that. I think these coaches in Little League need to talk to these players, but to do not follow these guys. Uh, do not. You know, these guys are not role models. Look for me to be a role model, the coaches. Look for your parents to be a role model. Find a role model in your community. Don't idolize these guys. Uh, we've got to take these people off pedestals, and they need to be prosecuted, if guilty, to the strongest extent of the law. Just so tired of reading about that. Very disturbing. I uh, wanted to get that off my chest today. Um, like I said, Justin Crawford's got 12 years in prison. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates closer, Felipe Vasquez. Uh, got charged with having sex with him. Uh, admitted he tried to have sex with a 13 year old girl. He's got a boatload of felonies, uh, charged today. And again, Kevin, uh, Keelan Winslow Jr., uh, guilty of raping a 55 year old homeless woman. And he's got several other rape charges pending. So he's going to be, oh, by the way, and his wife divorced him. So, not to bum everybody out with that. Wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, in other news, uh, the Jets uh, was kind of saw this coming, got the brake speed off of them. Uh, well, a 20-point loss at home on Monday night against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, they are 20, last I checked, over 21-point underdogs to play the Patriots uh, come, come Sunday. And Jamal Adams has unfollowed. The Jets on Instagram, uh, he had a heated exchange with the coaches, and he's very irritated for this fine he got on the Baker Mayfield hit. Uh, Tremaine Johnson was benched 
and so was Jamal Adams. Now, this happens when a new coach comes in or a new scheme comes in. Uh, Jermaine Johnson has not lived up at his contract. Now, Jamal Adams is, uh, I can't state this enough, he is a fine football player. I'm out of Nashville, Tennessee. I remember when he was drafted, the Tennessee Titans had the fifth pick. I was talking to my dad that night. I said, we need to take Jamal Adams. We do not need to take that receiver out of Central Michigan. I mean, it looks great. Uh, Corey Davis, uh, he looks like at that then, uh, he was number 84, uh, went to a small Michigan school, not named Michigan or Michigan State, kind of reminded me of Antonio Brown at the time. And I said, you know what? I still like this guy, Jamal Adams. I think he'll be a better fit. Now, to the Titans' de uh, defense, they did uh, draft uh, Kevin Byard that year in the third round from MTSU. He's an all-pro. But let me ask you this. What if they drafted both of them? Probably have the best secondary in the league by now or one of the best behind only the New England Patriots. Uh, well, let me read this story. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. Uh, this is from Rich Siamani um, from uh, ESPN. Two games into his job, Jets head coach Adam Gase already unhappy with two defensive backs. Jermaine Johnson, the third highest paid cornerback uh, in the NFL, said Wednesday he's still upset about his surprise benching Monday night loss to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, pro Bowl safety. I mean, this guy's only a few years in the league. Already a Pro Bowl safety, Jamal Adams was also pulled late in the fourth quarter, committing two back-to-back -back penalties. Vetted, uh, vented Tuesday that during his local radio spot that he was benched, he rarely comes off the field. In fact, he only missed one defensive snap all of last season. That put Gate uh, Adam Gase in damage control. Mm -hmm. Put Adam Gase in damage control on uh, Tuesday. Said he um, was not performance related. But he's saying that basically the guy was frustrated and he didn't want things to get out of hand. Uh, Adam Gase, hold on for a second, everybody. I've got to um, got to restart my uh, podcast. I've only got 28 minutes here. Okay. All right. Now I'm getting back here on this. All right. Now. Um, okay, we're rolling, everybody. Uh, said he went to damage control. I thought he was getting, this is what Gay said. He said, I thought he was getting pretty, he, he was getting fired up pretty good. And I checked over to the defensive backs coaches and I was like, hey, we need to be careful here, Gay said. I was worried that something bad was going to happen. We need to get him for the next week. They were smart, and they pulled him off. I just said, calm him down, and where we went off the field. To me, look, uh, to me, I didn't look at it as a benching. I just wanted him to calm down. So he wanted him to calm down. Meanwhile, Adams was fined $21,000 uh, uh, for his hit on Baker Mayfield. Uh, now, as far as Tremaine Johnson, could, now, they're saying that Jermaine Johnson could be benched again when the Jets face the Patriots on Sunday, splitting practice reps with Nate Harrison, who started Monday night. They split last week's reps, too. Uh, Johnson's making $8 million guaranteed in the second year of a five-year $72 million contract. His $14.5 million average per year trails only 
at Xavier Howard, uh, at, at Xavier Howard and Josh Norman. At Xavier Howard and Josh Norman. Okay, everybody. Xavier Howard played for Miami Dolphins. Josh Norman plays for the um, Washington Redskins. Josh Norman came off a Super Bowl team with that 2015 team that Cam Newton was on with um, – with the Carolina Panthers. So what does that say to you? Where where are your lessons learned? Tremaine Johnson signed with the Jets, $72 million. What that says is don't pay a cornerback until you have your roster filled out and you are ready for a Super Bowl, okay? Again, I'm going to talk about Jalen Ramsey, uh, the best cornerback in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Um the Miami Dolphins and the, and the Jets. So the Jets paid uh, Tremaine Johnson when they were a four and five win team. When they had Josh McCown as quarterback. This is how. This is what I hate to sound like a broken record. I've never coached a team in my life. I never met, but I, you know, I'm smart enough to figure it out that when you, um. When you put together a football team in the NFL, you don't build the cornerbacks in. You build in out on offense first, then defense. Okay. You get your quarterback, you build your offensive line through the draft and through free agency. Okay. Look what the Dallas Cowboys are doing. Then you get your defensive players. You go get your linebackers. You go get your. Uh, Particularly, you go get your nose, your your nose guy, your defensive end. Then you want to get your linebackers. Then you want to go get your corners. But do not pay Xavier Howard and Tremaine Johnson. They're, I mean, Miami Miami is the worst team in the league right now. Um, Tremaine Johnson. Has not lived up to expectations. Uh, Jamal Adams talking about wanting to be traded. That's another thing. You know, Jalen Ramsey wants to be traded. He is two years outside of a possible Super Bowl trip. Uh, they were a fourth quarter away from beating the Patriots a couple years ago to get back in the Super Bowl. And now he's wanting to jump ship because their quarterback got hurt. Jamal Adams is with a team with Le'Veon Bell, uh, with Sam Darnold, with uh, a coach that has beat New England before, with a above-average defensive coordinator. He ain't the greatest, but he's above average. And 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 uh, Sam Darnold's out with Mono. They get beat on Monday night. They're 21-point favorites, and he's going to head for the hills. You know, we've got to, at some point, understand about contracts and all that. Uh but we got to teach these youth. Sometimes it's not good just to head for the hills every time things get a little tough. What about the team that you want to be traded to whose quarterback gets knocked out for the season? Then what are you going to do? You know? You know, that really just grinds my gears here lately uh, of, of uh, these players. Uh, like I said, Jalen Ramsey, I'm going to talk about him in a minute, and Jamal Adams. Now, Tremaine Johnson may be washed up. You know, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. Now, they're going through a rebuild there. I get it. 
But it's just it's just that mentality. Let's go run when everything don't go well. Let's let the NBA. Let's everybody wants to say let's 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 make the NFL more like the NBA. Let's not. The NFL makes a lot more money for a reason. Because the general managers and coaches are in charge and the 25-year-olds are not. Let's not let 25-year-olds run the league. I think I'll be smarter at 48 than I am now at 38. I know I'm smarter now at 38 than I am at 28. Stop letting these kids run your – don't let the inmates run the asylum, you know. And and uh, it, it, the Jets, they're talking about benching. And, you know, they're 21-point favorites to New England. Uh, it is what it is. The England's not going to last forever. We can't help it. Sam Darnold's got mono. Uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Quentin Nelson or not Quentin. I can't remember the guy's name. Their, their, their first round defensive tackle, uh, draft pick is, um, he's out for a while. Uh, I want to say Leonard Williams is banged up. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was hurt, but he played anyways. You know, it, it, it just is what it is. But the Jets, hey, look, man, you know, play through it. Play through it. You've got a young team, Jamal Adams. You know, life life is not a silver platter. It's just not perfect. It's not linear. You know, you, you all want to go play for the Patriots. Uh, what if they win a Super Bowl this year and, and, and Bill Belichick retires with Tom Brady? Then what are you going to do? You want to go back to the Jets now that they're built back up? I'm just saying, okay? You know, OJ, I've been watching him a lot on Twitter. I'm just saying. So anyway, speaking of the devil and Jalen Ramsey, um, from the last report I've read that that, that, that the uh, Jaguars are going to play tomorrow night. They're playing at home against the Titans. They should win, but, you know, they do have – Titans got a quarterback advantage there. They've got a rookie playing at home. Um, Jalen Ramsey's supposed to play from all my uh, – from everything I've read. And someone from Pro Football Focus tweeted this out that George – Shariri from Pro Football Focus said Jalen Ramsey was targeted 120 times covering Tony Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham Jr., and DeAndre Hawkins. I mean, that's three of the that's the best in the league. I mean, you add Julio in there and you got everybody. Um, he has allowed a 69 passer rating. The rest of the NFL covering those same receivers has allowed a 104 rating when covering that group. Jalen Ramsey is the only corner with 300-plus targets that allowed on offense. is worse after the play. So he is by far, according to this, the best cornerback in the league. I said yesterday on this program, Dallas Cowboys wanted Mika Fitzpatrick. Now, Mika's more of a safety, but when you got Byron Jones – uh, you move somebody over to safety and you put this guy at corner. The Dallas Cowboys have the team that could get to. I mean, they. I mean, you know, the more I think about it, uh, pending on health situations, this team could get to the NFC side of the Super Bowl. Um, I've got I've got Green Bay going. I like if you if you're going to give me a uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers over. Um, you know, I do like Dak Prescott. I think you ought to pay him. I wouldn't break the bank, but I think you pay him something. Uh, I'm going to take him. But roster-wise, I mean, I went on all preseason about this Dallas Cowboy roster. Uh, if you're going to go after Mika, why not go after Jalen? He's the best. 
You know, he's cocky. He does remind me a lot of Deion Sanders. Uh, didn't like the Brinks truck move. Didn't like the whole quarterback great thing he did. But you know something? The guy is a great corner. You know, he's a mouthy guy. He did get into it with a coach the other day. Um, but, you know, he, he really is a fantastic player. And uh, I did uh, – now, another team that possibly would be a really good fit. I got this off of Bleacher Report today. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, Bleacher Report says – Ramsey probably wouldn't find a better fit than the Detroit Lions with uh, coach Matt Patricia loves to utilize man coverage. Okay, you do not want to play Jalen Ramsey in zone. A lot of people saying, we'll put him, we'll, we'll, we'll put him with, the, uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't put him with the Philadelphia Eagles because Jim Schwartz is going to play him in zone. Remember when uh, Daryl Revis uh, for the uh, Jets, the best cover corner of his era, and Tampa puts him in a cover, too. They put him in the zone. When you've got that kind of talent, you play up to his skill set. You play man. When Dion played in his prime, you, you put him on man, and the opposing quarterback didn't even throw his way. They just didn't even – I mean, they put him, you name it. Jerry Rice, Andre Risen. I watched him in 94. I watched him in Andre Risen. His first year as a 49er, him and Andre Risen fighting on the sideline. Because Ray Risen couldn't get open. He, he, he could not get open versus Deion Sanders. And then he turns around and, and he returns punt. He's not Deion, but he is a great, great cover corner. Uh, Matt Patricia, uh, if you think about it, the, the, the Lions should be 2-0. They blew an 18-point lead at Arizona. Arizona's one of the worst teams in football. But they did beat a good um, – they did beat a good Charger team. And, uh, you know, uh, Bleacher Report says adding Ramsey to a group includes Darius Slay. Justin Coleman would give Detroit one of the NFC's top secondaries. And, yes, the Lions have a chance to make noise in the NFC North. They're 1-0 and 0. 1-0-1. They got that tied to Green Bay 2-0. This could be a two-team league right here. Um, well, then again, I forgot about Minnesota. But um, this team's got a chance to compete. Other teams, Bleacher Report talked about Oakland. I don't think he'd be happy in Oakland. They've got too many other holes to fill there. Uh, he mentioned, um, like I said, they mentioned Philadelphia. I didn't even print that out. I didn't print out Philadelphia, but they play way too much zone. Uh, you, you're playing off of his strengths there. So, Again, I wouldn't play in Philadelphia. My number one team for Jalen Ramsey sweet stapes would be the Dallas Cowboys. Could Pittsburgh go after him? Possibly, but not after going after meet the Fitzpatrick. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have that much faith in a um, in a uh, um, in Mason Rudolph to get there. Uh, another team that could use him. Uh, I'm sure they would find ways to make room for them, and they got a chance at Houston. Houston's got a uh, bad secondary. They still got a pretty good pass rush. Um, I like the players they picked up for Jadavion Clowney. Um, Jalen Ramsey with Houston would probably solidify that. Uh, Tennessee's still going to give them uh, uh, some fight. And, of course, Indianapolis is still in the game. Now, I'm still calling for Houston to win the AFC South. But anybody who realistically thinks they're going to go to the playoffs this year, possibly got a Super Bowl quarterback, 
go after Jalen Ramsey. You know, uh, now they're asking two first round picks. Uh, if you're Dallas, uh, some, oh, by the way, somebody brought up Kansas City. I want to say it was Clay Travis brought up Kansas City. Everybody's talking about Kansas City and New England. By the way, as of today, uh, what is it today? The 18th, the 19th, uh, the Chiefs and, and the Patriots are, are way out in front of everybody else. There, I mean, and the Patriots got the best secondary in football. Uh, the Chiefs, insiders from the Chiefs said, and I did, I did remember reading this, they said that, we don't want to mess up our team chemistry right now. He is an egomaniac. He's just not a great team player. But you put him with them, some strong coachings, uh, defensive-minded coaching staff. Quite frankly, he'd be great with Tampa, but Tampa's just too far off everywhere else. He would fit in real good with uh, with their defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. Almost forgot, almost lost my mind. He would be good with Carolina if they were still competitor on two now. Uh, now we saw what, uh, I will say this now that all the smoke's clear, speaking of Carolina, uh, their secondary has not been the same since they lost Josh Gordon, but Josh Gordon signed with Washington. What have they done? Four games, eight, six games. You know, if you really don't have a Super Bowl quarterback, don't go out and pay a quarterback all that money. Don't go out and pay a quarterback all that money. But, um, you know, like I said, the the uh, the Colts would have been great. I mean, if Andrew Luck would have stayed with the Colts, they would have been a team to to go out and get a guy. Ramsey's so good, you could probably play him at safety. He's so good that you could you would move one of your corners over to safety and and, and put him at corner. He's the best cornerback in the league. Um, like I said, listen, listen to these stats right here. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you can make the argument that he is the best corner. He is the best receiver in the league. Antonio Brown is, is way off right now with the new team. Julio Jones is older. I think he's past his prime. He's hurt all the time. No, he had a great play there on uh, Sunday night. But you, you could really make the argument. DeAndre Hopkins, OBJ is not healthy all the time. Come on. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best receiver in the league as of today. And the quarterback rating for Jalen Ramsey covering these players is 69. Quarterback rating with anybody else in the league, rest of the NFL, 104. That's unbelievable. I did not know he was that good and solid. Um, but i tell you what, that fight he had last year, with with AJ Green was was a flashback, uh, fourteen years, uh, excuse me, twenty four years ago from that nineteen ninety four when when Andre Risen and, and Dion got into a fight on the sideline, um, and ironically, Dion was a uh, Florida State product, extremely fast. One of the highest rated high school players. I mean, he was just him and Dion so much alike. It's not even funny. Except he grew up in a little bit better, more privileged home. He went to uh, high school right out of uh, here, out of Nashville, Brentwood Academy. Uh, Dion grew up in a very uh, hardcore single mother family home. So that's all I have for tonight. Again, the theme of the show is Ryan Clark. You're better than that, man. You're better than that racial bias you showed this evening, uh, showed this morning, excuse me. 
Uh, I don't 100% agree with Cam or with, with Paul Fonbon, but uh, that had nothing to do with Eli Manning. That, that, that's, that's apples and oranges. Two different situations. One's injured, one's just washed up. Eli was washed up, you know? So um, I, I wouldn't say the last four years Cam has brought him down, but you know what? Paul Fonbon is sourced throughout the SEC, heavily, heavily sourced. He's not just going to say that about Cam Newton about him being selfish and stuff without having some kind of real evidence of that. Now, I read the scouter report, which is pretty spot on about Cam and his, you know, his shenanigans with his fashion stuff, his walking out on on, on, on uh, uh, press conferences when he loses, um, his overly celebration uh, tactics when he scores a touchdown and all that stuff. So, anyways, like I said, Ryan Clark, you're better than that, man. Tomorrow, I will be back on at 11 p.m. Central Time here on Sportscope. Guys, if you like the show, please share the show. Uh, Google Sports and Scope if you want to listen to it on a podcast. I'm on Spotify. Uh, I'm on the Anchor app. I'm getting uh, this distributed to other podcast links as the time goes on. I just started this. Uh, obviously, you can find me here on Periscope. Uh, that's my Twitter, at rbutler723. If you need to reach me, uh, tweet at me. I'll get back to you. Uh, obviously, I'm on uh, the Sports Scope uh, Facebook page as well. So, uh, the Sports Sports Award, S-K-O-P-E. Have a good night, everybody. I will be back tomorrow discussing, obviously, Jalen Ramsey in the Tennessee Titans game. I'll tell you this. If the Titans lose this game, uh, that's another strike against Marcus Mariota and the pressure in the wick will, uh, pick up on him. And of course, if they win, uh, the good chance that, uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to be a, with another team, probably the Detroit line, possibly, probably, I don't know, but I don't have any inside sources, possibly Detroit Lions or, uh, possibly somebody else. You hope it's not uh, the Bleacher Report named the Giants in, in Oakland. That would be really bad. That would be one of those um, Antonio Brown-like situations. So have a good night, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow around 11 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Scope. <laughs>